Hello guys, uh, welcome to Mind Podcast 38.0, uh, your weekly source for news, views and analysis. Uh, this is Adit Kapadia coming to you from Houston. Uh, together with me as usual, Arsanand Avashisht and Pramod Bravalli. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. How are you, Adit? I'm good. Uh, so this is, uh, yeah. uh, you know, what, a season of silliness. Silliness is too uh, much. Of... See, you know, this is the thing. They, um, When you talk about people, uh, the rationalists getting shot or something, it was a very reprehensible act and everyone's condemned it, including us. So uh, the Dadri, I mean, you can see our podcast cast on Dadri lynching where we completely condemned the incident outright. There is absolutely nothing to justify. But to say that uh, only these were the reasons you are using to give your award back, you know, it, it seems like almost a political no, it's point. a very sinister thing. They yeah. are implying to the larger world out there that we are returning the award because we feel the state cannot protect its citizens. It's just nonsense. Or the state is somehow responsible for these deaths. Uh, no, and, and, so, and, and let's not forget Narendra Dabolkar passed away in 2013. You know, when the government yeah. was not in power. Uh, another thing was uh, and Pramod brought this up when he talked about Auditor Ramesh in Tamil Nadu. Yeah. Have they even mentioned once? Because uh, he doesn't come from the same ideological And la- last week we did some research. I think um, Pramod did some research and he came up with 250 people who had died in Kerala alone. No, yesterday somebody got killed. Huh, yesterday, yesterday. I was seeing the, yeah, 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 was seeing yeah, the, the, the funeral yeah. procession of uh, the, the uh, I don't know, yesterday or day before when I saw the pictures. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It and is It is terrible to be comparing deaths all deaths they all are indians no, but so and we are all not doing it they are that's, doing what it. that's what i'm saying all they are all indians it you know it's really a sad thing to see anybody dying like that but we don't live in utopia we are working towards it all of us are working towards it to think no, but, that but for a leftist or for a person of communist uh, sympathies there is nothing like a utopia for yeah. them. For them, it is all about hammer and sickle. Yeah. They'll hammer you on your brain or they'll use the sickle. That is yeah. all they're taught. They're taught to purge. Yeah. They're taught to purge violently and to try to get rid of every, um, I would say, <laughs> historical or cultural uh, uh, affiliation of anybody for that yeah. matter. But, but in India, hmm. they do it very selectively. If they were really equally rationalistic, equally... I would say left of left, mm-hmm. as you can call them, they should be equally criti- critical of everything that happens. Yeah. You know, if they, if uh, some uh, something happens in Dadri, yes, be critical. But something happens in their own backyard in Kerala when a, a, an activist gets hacked to death because he espouses uh, Hindutva or any other ideology, uh, and then you sit quiet. Uh, that is not acceptable. Uh, that is not at all. Some acceptable. deaths are not less important than others. Okay. Every person's life is equally important to yeah. India. And to uh, imply that the state is, you know, I was uh, so I watched this Barkha show with uh, oh, Nantara Sagal. That Udaya was Prakash, an assault on senses. and everybody, including me, we all demand awards from NDTV just for sitting through that show. To give a little bit of thing, Barkha started with some uh, questions or something, but she never followed up with. Uh, after Nayanta, this is what Nantara Segal said Indira Gandhi was a democrat gone wrong but this is a fascist government this is coming from her say Indira Gandhi imposed the emergency if that is not fascism no, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be nasty I don't want to be nasty but for Nantara Segal and all of I, I, I don't come from PLU people like you so I cannot um, <laughs> say that um, you know uh, 
you know, I have seen Nantara Segal and I have seen her. I've known her for last 27 years and 30 years. I don't know. I come from a very typical middle class family. I don't know who these, I mean, I've just only known her through her writing. Mm -hmm. But for her to come and say that the official, I am saying it again, she said on primetime TV, the official policy of this government is to declare minorities as traitors. I challenge Nantara Segal to come and show me yeah. where is this the official policy of this government yeah i don't know if it was nantara segal or uday and prakash I hate or, no this uh, was nantara segal uh, who said it nantara segal said it that it is the official policy i heard it i was so shocked that i actually I was watching it on my um laptop i actually stopped it and i went back and then i went back no, no, because i just, just couldn't take that. it uday prakash on that came up with a ridiculous example of something about siberia and uh what not i mean you, you half that, knowledge half, half knowledge, knowledge. No, uh, half knowledge or selective selective amnesia no no half uh, knowledge i'll tell you if they were really affiliated with uh, communism or uh, at least uh, have respect on uh, the rationalist beliefs that came in um, out of the karl marx school of thought uh, they they should have uh, basically known what was happening in the gulags what was yeah. stalin stalin is condemned as a war criminal today by putin yeah and i know this guy doesn't tune to on to news yeah. he doesn't see what putin is saying yeah. this is half knowledge yaar inko samajh mein nahi aata tha their idealism was i think was... i'll tell you i'll tell you to you know cut through the chase the real problem is that this is the first time a right wing government or a right wing party so called right wing party we know i mean no, no, it's not are, a completely are, right wing party according has, to them a right wing according party. to them a right wing party even though we but, as right wingers might not even say that it's a right wing but party stand but so it's, far on the left everything is a right wing i know so a so called from their point of view a right wing party first time in the history of india a right wing party has come to power <laughs> on its so. own so that is what is irking them that is what is saying them no, no. so they refuse to believe that this man uh, you know was has no, been no, no, duly that, elected no that is the first part sunanda the second part is there is uh, something their narrative is being challenged you see they have been propagating and propounding this narrative for the last 60 odd years yeah. so when uh, this semblance of balance is being tried and you can say in whichever ministry or something uh, is being challenged that's where you see this happening uh, you also had the great great romila thapar saying that making a u turn or her own assertions yeah. and then uh, and then this i am not saying these are connected but these are probably symptoms of the that oh that, they are connected uh, all right they are uh, connected yeah. they, they no i'm saying each. maybe they are not connected with each other but they are consequences of the same thing that is no, happening that they talk to each other they are brought on platforms to talk to each other hmm. you know all of these this cabal that exists hmm. has had very deep roots in uh, uh in the kind of leftism that emanated after 70s uh, late 70s and and that is the the the, it's the, a, it's the a, legacy of that see the prop and the, this is another the most hilarious part nantara segal uh, said she is returning a sahitya academy award uh, which she got 2 years after the 1984 riots uh, you know <laughs> yeah. in 1986 uh, just uh, by the same government just putting it out there maybe no connection uh, uh, to her secular leanings and you know she saying uh, the voice of dissent is being curbed you say that with in all your senses on five different tv channels every day watch by about maybe 50 mm. or 60 million people and you're saying uh, your voice and i'm assuming on. ndtv co- co- and times now have, uh, sorry cnn and ibn have the number viewership right you no know, they don't uh, no, no, no whatever no, chalo uh, you know reduce it by a factor you're uh, saying that you're writing in newspapers you're sharing it online you're sharing it on 
ट्रू 
Peruvian era, thinking of themselves that if you don't have a British degree from a British uh, institution, if you have not studied in Oxford and Cambridge, if you have not studied in um, one of the Ivy Leagues or top um, colleges, you are just not good enough for yeah. India. So this term of Bura Sahibs or Brown Sahibs, you know. So finally, so I, after 65 years of independence, we did get independence from Gora Sahibs. And now probably we are getting independence I, I, from Brown I, I, Sahibs. Are, are, you referring, uh, are you referring to Atish's piece? I'm referring to Atish Dasi's okay. piece, which is also I, I, I just remembered this and this is really hilarious. Uh, Tavleen Singh is Atish Dasi's mother, right? There is a, a, about two years ago or one year ago, I had a conversation with her on Twitter about William Dalrymple. And she called it the fair and lovely Gora Chitta complex. Yeah. And then Atish Tasir two years later actually writes the same which reeks of that complex. But it is it is interesting. I do want to say because I do not want to um, blame anybody for um, uh, you know uh, this thing because in Tavleen Singh in her book Darbar took on this elitism big time. <laughs> in a big time she um, fought against. So if her son is doing no, but, that but, but that is a different person. But they also from deep inferiority complex. Yeah. They are not somebody who can go on world stage and talk about anything that they have written in original. They probably yeah. are writers of uh, f uh, fiction. They are probably writers of, uh, writers of fantasy. Anything that they originally probably come up with as a, yeah. a, a story or a narration would have been recognized internationally also for its merits. Yeah. They are all part of that um, cozy group as I call yeah. them who uh, support each other degrees just for the sake of a certification they have yeah. never gone through they, they do travel journalism. Yeah. I have seen a lot of travel journalists who come to Brown University come to these India centers <laughs> and they get uh, but it is so funny these. that they talk about them, okay. they talk about democracy, they talk about all this. But a democracy will always throw up leaders from the grassroots. Then why are you not ready for the grassroots leader? So this is this is the thing, and I'm going to quote. In fact, Sunanda, you plugged my tweet also on this yeah. one. That I said that I loved her views on William Dalrymple. This was in 2013. About time someone called him out, and our media stopped fawning over him. To which Tavleen said, "I was really puzzled by how Willie should overnight have become an expert on Indian foreign policy." Brookings, because you mentioned. More quote unquote experts. So I was like, same here. Do you think this is a fascination that our media has when someone from the West talks about us? So Tavleen said, yes, we call it a chitti chamadi complex, sometimes also referred to as. How, how can mm. he be even called close to an Orientalist? Orientalists are a different breed. Yeah. They, he, that is Edward doesn't even that. know Sanskrit or at least a sprinkling mm. of any North Indian language yeah. to fully understand the context in which certain things have been and, spoken. Yeah. And I'm not saying. And they're literally yeah. translating. And I'm not saying Atish is. Uh, saying something that Tavleen said over here. I'm not saying I'm comparing both of them. Yeah. I'm saying that I, I agree with Tavleen's stance that elitism should not be there. Similarly, I disagree with Artish's stand that education from certain universities also, you know, uh, no, they have uh, never been out. They have never been able to come out of the shackles of servitude. In Sometimes servitude, I also uh, think that uh, they write pieces at troll baits. Huh. You know, we are going to write this. We're going to get so much. We're going to be talked about and we're going to be uh, discussed and even not for our content, but no, because we're going to troll bait out there. Yeah. It is not, key, it's not a key. literary piece. Ah. It is not a scholarly piece. It yeah. is just a troll bait. And I have zero respect for troll Absolutely. baits. Absolutely. And I mean, I, you know, I, I, I respect Tavleen. I've read her work yeah. and stuff. I've read, uh, loved the book Darbar and stuff. And, but but I, I thought, you know, this was, and I'm, this is, I'm not connecting her to this. I'm just yeah. saying two contradictory. These are two different words. writers. When two we talk writers. about their writing, we talk about two different individuals. Two different and individuals. We, we weigh their writing and not no, as I, Again, <laughs> I, I don't want to sound... Uh, close to what uh, some of these new age um, Hindu leaders have also been started uh, saying about 
building a new narrative and building a new template from which to basically establish your own intelligentsia, establish your own intellect. What I am saying is that respect comes from the opposite side only when there is originality and individual individuality shown to content that is not referenced back to some other person and you're trying to reaffirm this this is what is the habit of western indologists or for that matter western intellectuals is they write it and then they reference 10 people who have written the same thing try to reaffirm that fact in that uh, writer yeah. absolutely you know it's like an un ஒரிஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்ஜினல்
you know we, we do that in the future is to host a debate between the Aryan invasion theory group and the out of India theory group. yeah let them debate let people uh, judge for themselves nothing they don't sit for debate they don't sit for debate but anyway I think this is the last rebellion of the entrenched elites and um, the bonus I am, check, the bonus bonus check. check. Mm. I am delighted that they are getting all the attention that they are getting. It only shows on to say that there is no fascism in the country. There is mm. no gagging. There is no censorship. I hope they write in next um, all the newspapers, the, all the biggest newspapers. In any case, all those big name media houses are also becoming irrelevant. The new ones are coming up. Oh, yeah. So and, they, and can take, <laughs> they, they can take over. They can take over. When you talk about the big media houses, we had a very interesting interview with Shalini Singh yeah. which talked about how stories were blocked by big media houses and stuff and that's why I would like someone to return a award for that exactly. and then th that's why I always say support small and we media. didn't block we, we didn't publish we, we published ahead. with every not a single thing was edited but you know and that's why I say support small media houses yeah. in any way any which way you can let the entrenched elite go to entrenched media huh. let the newer voice of India huh. come to new media come to the open yeah. media open media before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is Mindmakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the Mindmakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli and Sunanda Vashish, which is me. So... <clears throat> interesting events happening uh, this week uh, and uh, no I'm not talking about the Bihar polls I'm talking about the Navratri that's starting and uh, wanted to wish all our listeners uh, on the on Navratri hope uh, everyone can still have the energy to do Garba uh, after fasting if anyone is fasting any of you guys planning on fasting a uh, few days couple of days I fast couple, couple of days, days yeah I'll take you then on Garba <laughs> on that day because tab, tab kya hota hai wo, uh, the, the, my, my friends always say ki, pata nahi, just din, uh, when they remember the Ma and do the fast or something tab alag hota hai, mm. Garba karne ka, to, who knows but anyways uh, that's the good you and me talking I hijacked one minute of the conversation so I apologize <laughs> but the other major event that's happening and especially on Indian political spectrum is the Bihar elections and we did uh, small small parts here and there three minutes five minutes on Bihar elections in the last uh, uh, few weeks on it and but this this is this is the big prize quote unquote because you have Nitish Kumar and Lalu Yadav both bat battling for no Mulayam Yadav anymore uh, nay, I, I'm coming to Mulayam yeah. Singh Yadav they are, they are both battling for their political survival Mulayam Singh Yadav is also battling but I don't know for what uh, he's battling his... No, I think this is the end huh. for uh, Nitish Kumar if he doesn't win, not for yeah. Lalu Yadav. Lalu Yadav is... Finished uh, anyway. I mean, he's, he's gone, <laughs> going, going back to the jail yeah. and, uh, huh. you know, he's, no, but he's no, a no, non-player. No, he is trying to project his sons, that uh, Tejasvi and Tej Pratap. Yeah. One, the younger one who is older than the... The younger one who is older, older, older and the older who is younger. younger. So, yeah. that is the confusion. If you know, please email your responses at info at mind.net. I know. So, but, but, one of those, one of the above uh, and then Nitish Kumar see this is the, this is a funny thing you also have Nitish Kumar is also uh, surrounded by this JDU thing with Sharad Yadav and other leaders of the JDU and I don't know if they are waiting to pounce on the Janata Dal United ones uh, Nitish but this Kumar is a great is chance for Sharad Yadav if uh, Nitish Kumar goes down and so does Lalu Yadav mm. he will be able to stitch up a coalition the Yadavs Huh. The disaffected Yadavs, I call them, would be able to come around. What is, uh, what is interesting is, is, this this brought me back and I was um, just, uh, 
being a student of Indian political history, I was reading and looking at some videos from 1996 and 97 when the United Front government was formed. And Mulayam Singh Yadav famously said that uh, the four people or three people who have not made let me be the Prime Minister of India are Lalu Yadav, Sharad Yadav, VP Singh and Chandrababu Naidu. Two of them, VP Singh obviously is no, no, not there, but two of them, Major Lalu Yadav and Sharad Yadav, have again kept him out of the alliance of the, or he himself chose after he was allotted three seats. Or I seats. see, I see this almost as the end of the road for JDU in Bihar, hmm. because if uh, BJP is able to form the government, Congress is anyway gone. No. If BJP is able to form the government, and I see, uh, I don't see if they lose the election, I don't see Nitish and um, uh, Lalu Yadav together, because after they lose, um, because it has anyway been a distinct uh, mm, no, opinion. To differ, what my understanding is, if they lose. Uh, depending on who has the larger seats, Nitish and Lalu, they'll probably get the leader of opposition if they manage to get because Lalu last mm. time couldn't even get the leader. But I think I think they were not going to last five years. They're no, going no, to no, fight no. and they're going to have to. The reason I'm saying is there is going to be a massive split in either the RJD mm. or the JDU, yeah. and you'll have a, a part of the cadre moving lock stock barrel to this. Mind you, they also had planned this grand Janta Party merger. The reason why I gave the Mulayam example from '96 is because this Janta Party merger did not was happen. seen. No, was seen by Mulayam Singh Yadav as a bid so that he could probably have 50 seats or something and try to be Prime Minister one last time. The problem is he's the he's the one probably who has the most to lose amongst them because yeah. as I said the, the Janta Party also has uh, stalwarts, electoral stalwarts like Devagoda and Kamal Murarka yeah. who can get 500 seats when they want all across <laughs> India. So I mean I, I don't know what... So I, I really <laughs> think this um, uh, you know for it may not be, it is obviously not a big deal for um, uh, Narendra Modi but oh. for BJP Bihar it's a big deal for the Bihar unit Absolutely. of BJP it's a big deal it is one chance for them to come back they have never been in the power been in power alone in uh, they've never ruled Bihar no, no, Bihar. no I think the, the term you're looking for they've never been a senior partner senior in partner. alliance yeah. JDU uh, 1 and 2 they were a junior partner yeah. in spite of their them being only 13 or 20, no, 20 seats away from JDU yeah. the last time and Bihar can be the biggest template for the look east uh, at least from a development and governance perspective they have not seen the kind of uh, uh, you know cow belt party slash western um, you know little bit of domination party that so BJP is perceived to be uh, can be unshackled when uh, they come to power in Bihar and that they are trying their level best I think uh, at this point in time. Uh, but it is a neck-to-neck -neck competition. What yes. I'm told is it's not that yeah, easy. Yeah, absolutely. But but then the solace is that if uh, Lalu and Nitish do form the government, then they will be constantly fighting amongst themselves. And and if they persevere and with the kind of uh, uh, you know electoral machine they have put in place, they might be able to come to power on their own, full uh, uh, with full majority in two years' time. That that is all they have to wait. Yeah. Uh, the what is different is also uh, you have six Rajya Sabha seats of Bihar going up to polls Correct. next year. Correct. Six, I think six or seven. Correct. I think it's six. six. I'm not sure. Six, I think. And um, those, if the whoever forms the government, will probably get a lion's share of those. So BJP, if if the electoral trends right now, there are polls which so are 30, 30 MLA seats gives you one Rajya Sabha. No, so, so even if BJP comes close to 90. No, MLAs, but the complicate the the calculation is a little bit complicated. 
complicated but uh, the nda together can get about 4 if they form if they form the government with 130 correct, correct. which is what being is projected right now right. 3 to 4 at least 4 if right. i'm not minimum mistaken. 4 yeah ah, so if uh, if if they get 130 to 140 seats right. so how that cobbles up remains to be seen but also don't rule out what happened in jammu and kashmir we, people were expecting pdp and bjp to pick up both the seats all the four seats but you had on the last seat uh, gulam nabi azad, azad had this weird concoction uh, with nc and engineer rashid for whom they even wrote an apology for executing yeah. hafiz uh, this uh, uh, abdul guru, guru. Right. hafiz said you ha wish ha that was a <laughs> fopa but i don't really think it's a fopa abdul guru yeah. 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 so <clears throat> he did but i don't i hope he doesn't apologize for it if that happens no but uh, generally speaking what bihar is headed towards is possibility of stability it has not mm -hmm. seen the kind of uh, vision that uh, many people had uh, fancied Nitish Kumar as a prime ministerial alternative to Narendra Modi. That sheen has gone. He is now fighting for his own chief survival seat. There is no question. There is uh, that uh, that stature at the national level is no longer uh, for his, yeah. um, you know, for for him at this point in time. Uh, what Bihar can also see, or if. I think this is the first time uh, if BJP comes to power mm. across caste coalitions, this could be the first time people are in, uh, really voting about. I mean, they uh, did Dalit, for Lok Sabha elections, they Dalit. did. So, so maybe if they did. In 2009 Vidhan Sabha, you did, 2010 Vidhan Sabha, you saw a, a big verdict. But one but thing I want to add, uh, Sunanda, before you come yeah. in, is see, um, you know, th there is. Nidish Kumar did run a pretty successful coalition with BJP till about 2013 or something. But what people are not understanding is and a lot of people are saying that this Nitish Kumar suddenly turned bad or something. It's not and in my view, it's not about that. It's about a team, right? So if you if you replace Sushil Modi with Lalu Prasad Yadav as pretty much that's how the or Rabadi Devi, yeah. you know, I, I, I mean, it really, if you think that's a replacement, then I will challenge your sensibilities. If you think that's a legitimate replacement, because I don't think that team adds up. But there is no question. I don't know if anybody in their right mind, and I don't think any Bihari really sees uh, Lalu Yadav and um, Nitish Kumar as a good alternative to um, uh, Bihar. I, I mean, I just don't see that, see it happening. Um, I, I don't Special, see them. Yeah. Especially the, the jungle raj that uh, Nitish Kumar had talked about so often. And he himself fought for and Bihar to get rid of Lalu's jungle and raj. Most of the uh, Bahubalis, as they are called, mm -hmm. were gotten rid of by the Nitish uh, uh, Kumar administration. Whether uh, BJP takes credit for it or Nitish Kumar himself, now Nitish Kumar cannot take credit for it, but BJP can. Yeah. So this is a very big self. And, and there are such inherent contradictions within the alliance, you know, uh, between the JDU and the RJD, and then there is also. As Congress. I said in the beginning, oh. I do not see this um, coalition lasting. I do not see. See, in the beginning, they had made a huge thing about Mulayam Singh Yadav also a part of. How long did Mulayam Singh Yadav la uh, last? I don't see um, because they are inherent rivals Nitish Kumar and Lalu yeah, This is the funniest thing. Mulam Singh and Yadav has apparently also had about a 4-5-6 party coalition or something yeah. and they have also had a chief ministerial candidate Tariq Anwar. <laughs> and uh, there is also the left front uh, thing and the lefties are so happy that they are all fighting together. Right. Like uh, the CPI I mean and I run out of letters because there is a 
CPIML and CPIM. I don't know. I don't want to. Most um, uh, opinion polls have given have uh, given JDU and uh, Bihar. I mean, and BJP. They think they are neck to neck. And uh, some of them, I said, have given Congress twenty seats. No, but then also, I am. I I don't play with numbers. You no, are actually, the guy with numbers. Actually, what happened was just seems, uh, on a lighter note, uh, someone said Sitaram Yechuri that you will get one hundred and forty. And he got excited, saying, "We will get one hundred and forty seats." Then someone told him, "No, no, you will get one hundred and forty votes in this seat." The reason why I don't believe these surveys, Sunanda ji, is because Nitish Kumar is contesting one hundred and ten seats, and yeah. the remaining goes to no one hundred, one hundred and ten. Hundred and ten may say the strike rate that the see, the voter the polls are giving is much higher than anybody else's strike rate. See, I think it's Nitish and Lalu are both contesting a hundred seats, and Congress is contesting forty seats. That's that's what I understand. Even and if that is the case, the polls that are being uh, conducted mm. right now are giving high success rate to Nitish Kumar, who is more dependent on the Yadav and Muslim vote than the other way around. Mm. The Kurmis and the Kauris are about eight percent of the population, and they cannot expect. Such a high strike rate when your um, core constituency itself is under ten percent. No, and there are so, two and there are two things in this now. One is also the perception of a winner. So uh, last can, minute, uh, last minute. So there is always we see that three to five percent surge. That if you see a party is winning, that party will get. But I think it is still neck to neck because the prime minister is going to address so many rallies in the after this first phase is also done. This is a several phase election and. when you see the prime minister himself campaigning and he's the chief campaigner that means it is neck to neck mm, yeah. they they line up of all these campaigners senior party leaders um, ministers that are uh, possibly um, you know railway and road uh, ministers who are who have several projects that are being implemented this is very serious uh, run for the money that they are giving so this is this this brings us to an in interesting uh, juncture on this podcast when we are planning to close see i wanted to ask you one last thing sunanda uh if bihar if bjp wins bihar will that be a confidence booster of course it's going to be for the government after the setback they had in delhi and narendra modi will go all out with the reforms process mm -hmm. or the second consequence is what if they lose bihar do they go back to a quote and quote populist stance or they just brazen it out and go for reforms i don't think there are major reforms happening anyway but um i don't think this will stop the that's what I, my yeah. understanding is i well. don't think this is going to put a spanner in works but in any way but politically politically and you know i you, people start always you can't just have every election saying that this reflects the larger yeah, national mood yeah, because yeah. it does not but i think the path that narendra modi has taken it is not going to stop because of irrespective if, of what but, happens but if they the win there is an interesting thing that's going to happen you have the two nominated members of rajya sabha that yeah. uh, opens up then these four four seats that they yeah. might get and more seats next year yeah. so that might open up an interesting possibility of what how the rajya sabha things play out yeah. and maybe give a little bit more breathing space breathing to the space to them exactly but what it happens it's still a very close election yeah. too close to call and we'll be analyzing it further on mind makers but, uh, but do keep uh, we'll do a hangout also yes. once the results come the results we will come definitely we'll do, do a hangout and analyze all the results analyze all the results um, uh, uh, thank uh, do keep liking us on facebook uh, well do like us on facebook do not keep liking <laughs> us uh, do uh, follow us on twitter do keep uh, sending us your comments and feedback uh, the response this weekend for the interview we did with shalini was excellent uh, we thank you all for uh, the kind words that you had to say uh, it gave it gives us the strength to carry out more such stories and uh, uh, explore
of the parts that haven't been explored by conventional media so uh, do keep encouraging us we are a small platform but trying to punch above our weight um, if if there is any if there is any any way uh, we have helped to you know improve the discourse or shed new light on it uh, then let us know then let us know and if we haven't then let us know as well but uh, once again thank you all for tuning in we'll be back next week uh, goodbye